0: think around here that the Merritt Parkway is a metaphor uh, for our lives because the Merritt has this reputation for peace as a scenic road, but that collides with a reality that is for us daily frustration and stress. So that's the parkway, but we're learning how to have peace on the parkway as we study what God says through the Apostle Paul in the fourth chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians. And here's a summary of Paul's peace points that we have learned so far in uh, Philippians chapter four. First, to have the peace of God, I must first have peace with God. Through faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross for me. Second, God's peace grows in me as I grow in making peace with others in my life. Third, I receive God's peace as I give Him my worries in prayer. Fourth, God's lasting peace comes with the lasting joy of his indwelling Holy Spirit. And then finally, here's the peace point that we're studying today, and we will return to uh, next time, which is that dwelling in God's peace becomes possible when my mind dwells on good things. You see, God's peace is really a God-inspired way of thinking. Some people talk about God's peace, God's peace, God's peace. Like it is this magic fairy dust that God sprinkles on the shoulders of his people. But no, God's peace is not some magic dust. It's the byproduct of specific changes that God works in his people. And at the top of God's list is God's work of changing my mind, the Gospels record that uh, when God came to earth in Jesus, He came with a two-point sermon. Jesus' sermon was repent and believe. And this word, repent, uh, when Jesus talks about repentance, it's uh, the Greek word that is uh, that is attached to the repentance is metanoia, where we get meta. Metamorphosis means change, and then noia refers to uh, the Greek word for mind or thinking. So when Jesus calls me to repentance, he's calling me to change my mind. Jesus gives God's peace to me through his indwelling spirit who changes the way I think, which leads me to ask, well, what does God want me to think about? Well, God answers that question through the Apostle Paul, who writes this in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the God of peace will be with you. In these words, God makes it clear that dwelling in his peace becomes possible when my mind dwells on good things. What good things? Paul describes peaceful thinking through a list, calling me to think about whatever is true, meaning the truth about God, about who I am in God, in Christ, the truth about what is true, pleasing to God and what is not pleasing to God according to God's truth in Scripture. And think about whatever is noble, which means think about things that are truly important, what really matters to God, uh, things that are important now and what's important in the perspective of eternity. Then think about whatever is right. Think about what's good and godly and motivated by a desire to promote justice and help People. Next, think about whatever is pure, meaning think about things that are moral and honorable and God-pleasing, and think about whatever is lovely, things that are positive, delightful, full of wonder, and think about whatever is admirable, those things that are inspirational and aspirational and encouraging, then think about whatever is excellent, meaning uh, think about what is beautiful. Best about life, what is best in life, what is best in the people around me, uh, what's the best in what God is doing in me in this world. And finally, think about whatever is praiseworthy things to celebrate, things to uh, appreciate, worship. Songs of gratitude to God, expressing love to people in my life. Can you imagine you thinking this way and can you see how dwelling in God's peace becomes possible when my mind is dwelling on these eight things? Because peaceful thinking leads to God's peace. Easy peasy, right? All you gotta do is think about these things. Easy, right? Wrong. Peaceful thinking is the opposite of what naturally pops into our minds. The thoughts that come natural to us, you could call, uh, form the painful Thinking list. Uh, Whereas peaceful thinking begins with truth, my mind naturally goes with lies lies about who God is, lies about who I am in Christ, lies about my past and my present and my future. Likewise, my natural thoughts are not noble but worthless, centered on things that don't matter, social status, little slight social climbing, my natural thoughts are not righteous, but shameful uh, in their abject selfishness and my, uh, my obsession with me, 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 and everything me, and my natural thoughts are not pure, but poisonous with anger and jealousy and bitterness, and my thoughts are not lovely, but repulsive in negativity and pettiness and revenge. My natural thoughts are not admirable, but discouraging, not excellent, but inferior. And if the natural stream of my thoughts were displayed on the screen in triple wide, they would not lead to a praiseworthy reaction, but for me, a cringe-worthy reaction. And if your thoughts were projected on the screen, you'd wanna crawl under your seat, too. Because our minds are naturally going to this painful thinking side, left to what's natural, Our minds are not headed toward God's peace, but toward broken desires and broken dreams and broken relationships and a broken heart. In another letter, the Apostle Paul talks about these two diverging ways of thinking uh, in this way Romans 8, verse 6. The mind yielded to the natural flesh is painful death, but the mind yielded to the Spirit of God is life and peace, peace, peace. There is one word here that explains how. How I move from the painful side to the peaceful side. That one word refers to the fact that it's not about me trying harder at mind control, it's yielding, yielding, yielding to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Peace of mind is found as I yield my thought life to God's spirit and remain unyielding to temptation and intimidation. I want peace of mind, but I have a child with special needs and I worry about his future. I have a bum job and I worry about unemployment. I have worries about my health that keep me staring at the ceiling when I should be sleeping. When worries come to me in waves, Peace of mind is not found through mind control, but by yielding to the one, Jesus, who is in control and with a word can calm the wind and waves of worry. I want peace of mind, but there is a constant war of temptation Going on inside of me, temptations to worry and fear, temptations to be dissatisfied and discontent, temptations to be given over to anger and defeat. The question is, will I stand with Jesus and yield to his peaceful thinking or will I deny Jesus and yield to temptation? When I stand with Jesus, the God of peace stands with me. But it's hard to stand with Jesus because there's not only temptation waging on the inside, but there's also intimidation being waged on the outside. The painful thinking list is is representative of the rushing river of the way the world thinks. And choosing peaceful thinking means swimming against the tidal wave of the way this world thinks and acts and works. God's peaceful thinking teaches me to keep eternity in mind and that Jesus is worth it all. But the world tells me that there is no heaven, there is no hell. Live for today. Which do I choose? Will I stand with Jesus or deny him? God's peaceful thinking teaches me to serve others and willingly sacrifice my comfort in order to lift up the name of Jesus. But the world tells me to serve myself and grab is all I can get to get ahead. So which do I choose? Will I stand with Jesus or deny him? I've traveled uh, in countries where Jesus and following Jesus means persecution of the most serious kind. And I so respect my brothers and sisters who stand with Jesus at the risk of their lives. Their stories inspire me because if they can stand for Jesus at the risk of their physical lives, then I can stand with Jesus in my thought life when my thoughts are on the line. I can yield my thought life to Jesus and remain standing with Jesus, unyielding to temptation and intimidation. Leah is a young woman who inspires me. Uh, We at Black Rock were introduced to Leah through the Fretheim family, who are our missionary partners in Nigeria. Last year, the terrorists, who call themselves Boko Haram, broke into Leah's school and took Leah and about 100 other girls hostage. Soon thereafter, all the girls were released from captivity, all of them except one, except for Leah. The terrorists said that Leah could also be released along with 100 other girls if, if, if Leah would just deny her faith in Jesus. Leah chose to stand alone with Jesus. And because she would not denounce her faith in Jesus, Leah is still in captivity and still standing with Jesus.
1: I'm Musta Sheribu Nathan, the father of Leah Sheribu, the adopted girl. I'm pleading to the whole nation concerning the release of my daughter Leah. I appreciate the work both Christians and some Muslims are praying for the release of Leah, but up to now she is yet to be released, and now I'm pleading the whole world for hardis
2: kuma mai son aiki kuma mai son bi shekaru ne ka 19 sheini aka ce boku har sun shigo gari kai interpreting ko to da suka shiga sai suka shiga makarantan aka ce sun dauka yara da daddare ba mu sani gari ya waye my name is Donna Shelubu. I am Leah Shelubu Thank you for all you are doing to help my family and my sister and all the girls and families who are victims for what Boko Haram is doing. We pray every day for her soon release, protection, that God will be with her and all the captives.
0: Here at Black Rock, we do pray for Leah and her family. In fact, uh, sitting next to me now is uh, Leah's mother, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca, and uh, along with her translator, Gloria. And uh, I'd like to start by uh, just saying, Rebecca, that our, our hearts are, are broken uh, over the evil that has been done to Leah and your family. But our hearts are also inspired, uh, inspired by your daughter's courageous stand for Jesus. And I just wonder if you could tell us a little more about uh, Leah's relationship with Jesus
2: wazaki da wannan magana annabi da take dinne shi hankali kuma mai son maganar Allah ta girma a cikin su ne su tana so son Allah say.
1: Leah is a very good girl that loves the Lord. She has loved the Sunday school when she was growing and was always in Sunday school. She is a girl that is the leader of her Christian fellowship uh, in her school. She is in choir, she is in the youth. She just loves everything that has to do with the Lord. Even when we are having our devotions in the evenings, she always questions so many things when she doesn't understand. She is a child that loves the Lord so much.
0: We ask this uh, so that we can pray better, but uh, do you have any other information about uh, Leah's situation? <inaudible>
2: Eh, Bazan, eh, Faramagara, Kandia, and Zuba. The Shiki Bansan in Ali at the Kiba. Bansan in the Tekiba. Umma say, video on the Sukai religion, Kwanakimbaya. She in a Kawai and Najik Muri and Leah Nagalia. I'm presently Bansan in At the Kiba.
1: I don't know where Leah is currently. I only have seen a video that was released when Leah was taken into captivity, a month, some few months after she was taken into captivity, that was released by Boko Haram. She was sitting and she was wearing a hijab um, and she was pleading with the Nigerian government and everybody to please ensure her release. Apart from that, I cannot say anything about where she is currently. But I can recall that last month, there was a video also of another person that was kidnapped by Boko Haram who, was, uh, who in her video said that Leah has been killed, but the federal government of Nigeria came out to say that Leah is not killed. So currently, I don't know the situation that Leah is, and I don't know where she
0: is. We've been speaking about God's peace, and uh, Rebecca, uh, how has God uh, given you peace in the midst of this tragedy?
1: wazin da aka yi yau an yi wazi salaman da ubangiji yake bayarwa wani salama ne samwa, samuwa da har yanzu kike
2: karfafa wa ubangiji muna ina samun salama kuma na kuma kuma ta'addoyinku wanda kuke yau da kullum ina samun salama da kuma masu bi wanda suke karfafani waɗansu suna zuwa har gida na waɗansu suna kira ni a waya suna
1: karfafani I get my encouragement from the word of God. I get my peace from the prayers that I offer to God and the prayers that people are praying for I and my family. I get the encouragement from all people that call me on phone, pastors or other people that encourage me with the word of God. That is where I drive the peace that I have to stand up till now.
0: This is such a uh, a difficult and tragic situation but I wonder if you have seen God glorified in the
2: midst of this Rebecca. so Yes, I can
1: say that God has been glorified in this situation because I know that uh, Leah's story has gone around the whole world, it has been inspirational to so many people. I even know that so many people call me and talk to me and speak to me and tell me that they've been changed because of the courage and the boldness that Leah got through uh, standing for her faith. So I know that God is glorified even in this situation.
0: Well, we are among those who are inspired uh, by Leah's story and so thankful that you have uh, come uh, to share with us. And uh, just before we pray for you and for Leah, We wanna just respond in the other way we can, uh, and that's through applause. Uh, In our applause, we want to uh, symbolize our desire to embrace you uh, with love, uh, with our support. Uh, Through our applause, also, we are honoring uh, Leah and this courageous uh, choice that she has made to stand with Jesus and we are also in our applause honoring the one uh, she serves and uh, all, the one who is worthy of all sacrifices so would you join me just in uh, thanking uh, rebecca and uh, gloria for being here today
1: thank you, thank you sir.
0: stand up. And now, please remain standing as we pray. Oh God in heaven, we, uh, with joy in our hearts that are heartbroken, still come to you uh, with the honor of uh, lifting up to you uh, your servant Leah and her family. God, you see all things, and so you see Uh, The evil that has been done uh, to Leah, the evil of her abduction, uh, the evil of uh, her persecution, the evil of her captivity. But God, you also see Leah and you love Leah. And so Lord, in your love, we pray that you would break the chains of evil and that you would use governments like the United States or Nigeria or means that we may not even be able to imagine in order to secure her release so that she can be reunited with her father and her brother and her mom, Rebecca, who is with us right now. God, we are inspired by Leah's courageous stand with you. We know that she is where she is today because she would not denounce you, uh, because she would not deny her love for you. And she did that, Standing alone. But Lord, we also reflect on the truth that Leah is not alone. Not alone. Never alone. And Lord, we pray. We pray that as you stand uh, with Leah, that you would give her your peace. And Lord, we also would pray that you would give her hope. That somehow you could communicate to her that she is not forgotten, uh, but that. Thousands are remembering her today in Connecticut, and hundreds of thousands are remembering her around the world. God, we uh, want to not only just be inspired by Leah's example, we pray that you would change us, that you would change us to be those who are willing to yield to you, stand with you, and be unyielding toward temptation on the inside, and intimidation on the outside. Lord, we pray now for Leah, but also for Leah's family, for her father, and brother, and for Rebecca here now. Lord, we pray for comfort uh, for this family, and we pray also as we do this, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who suffer persecution, imprisonment, torture, because they follow you, Jesus. But in the midst of our prayer, we also at the same time worship you, Jesus, because the sacrifices of Leah and others like her, the sacrifices we would make to serve you are so worth it because you are worthy of it all. And all God's people said, amen. We want to
2: thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online. And we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And also know that you can give to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have these videos online and for us to impact our community.